0: With her heart thudding against the walls of her chest and a furious blush heating her cheeks, Callista Bartlett turned as calmly as she could and made her way back across the room, so she could once again stand next to her new sister-in-law. On her way, she selected a glass of orget from a footman's tray in order to excuse her brief disappearance, wishing it was apple brandy or sherry or something equally as strong, but orget would have to suffice. Lord only knew where the audacity to speak so brazenly to Lord Fordingham had come from. What had she just done? It went thoroughly against her nature to beg an introduction to a gentleman she didn't know. But she'd been watching Lord Fordingham since her arrival an hour ago. Unlike so many of the other gentlemen present, he did not behave in a garish, outlandish manner. He was reserved. He stood to the side and kept his voice down to a respectable level. He did not accost young ladies and then openly and outrageously flirt with them before moving on to the next, and then do the same all over again. No, he simply stood there against the wall, straight and austere, calmly scanning the room with his hands clasped behind his back. While he may dress in the current fashions as dictated by society— There was nothing else particularly fashionable about him, which was precisely the reason Callista knew he would be the perfect gentleman for whom she should set her cap. He was nothing, nothing like Lord Ellis. Lord Fordingham would not leave her heartbroken by running off to Gretna Green with her dearest friend, simply because Callista was in mourning and unable to participate in social activities alongside him. Not that she was still in mourning at the moment, but that was beside the point. The point was that Ellis ought to have stood beside her during her grief, but instead he ran off and found someone with whom to replace her. The only way he could have hurt her more thoroughly than he had done would have been to run off with Miranda or Penelope, one of her sisters, instead of her most especial friend. But if he would be willing to do that while the Bartlett family was in mourning— why wouldn't he take Callista instead of a sister? Alas, he had not run off with Callista, nor with either of her sisters. He'd run off with Valletta Norton, despite his previous insistence that Callista break all ties with the girl. He'd done the very last thing she ever would have expected of him. Lord Fordingham, on the other hand, was precisely what one thought him to be upon watching him. Stoic, staid, steady. Exactly what Callista wanted. Louisa, her new sister-in-law, smiled gently at her as she drew near, her blonde curls bouncing in the candlelight. Where have you been off to? Callista quickly took a sip of her orget and grimaced as she swallowed, though she did savour the burn threading its way through her body. Should she tell Louisa the truth of what she'd done? She still didn't know Devlin's new bride all that well, and so she had no means of predicting how Louisa would react. But lying never sat well with her. Still, that didn't mean the entire room full of people needed to know what she'd done. She leant close to her sister-in-law and kept her voice low. I just asked Lord Fordingham to request an introduction to me. The revelation removed the smile from Louisa's countenance altogether. She pulled Callista to the nearest corner where they could have some privacy, and whispered heatedly, Lord Fordingham, but why ever would you do something like that? She sounded scandalised by Callista's admission, and her eyes held a touch of fear, unless Callista was very much mistaken on that score. Why on earth would she be afraid of the man? Callista wasn't given the opportunity to respond, or do more than merely wonder about Louisa's fears. Lord Fordingham, as if on command, had followed her through the throng, and was now by Louisa's side. "'Lady Marston, kindly introduce me to the young lady beside you.' An order, not a request, and one delivered with all the authority of the king. Callista shivered slightly at the note of power in his tone, the surety with which he conducted himself. She shivered even more fully at the slight detachment in his demeanour. His visage held no expression whatsoever, no emotion, save perhaps bored indifference.' Was she certain that this was what she wanted, that he was what she wanted?'